This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of The Magnetic Life. I'm here today with Dr. Marissa Canning. She is the co-founder of Lakeside Naturopathic Medicine, the co-founder of Blue Light Blockers, as well as the co-founder of Natural Academy, where people can go to learn all about holistic health. She has a special focus in female health, sleep, and is amazing with energetic medicine. It is my delight to welcome Dr. Marissa Canning. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Emily. Yay. Um, I think everyone should know that we met at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. I was volunteering to be kind of like a bridge for new students to feel more welcome and engaged. And I kind of looked out at a sea of students and I noticed you, I was like, that girl's sparkles <laughs> this huge smile. Um, and, you know, just the type of energy where I wanted to go over and meet you. I don't even remember what happened from there. I believe we became fast friends. And, um, you know, even though we were in different years at naturopathic school, we really made an effort to to stay good friends. And I just appreciate you so much. And I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much. I just <laughs> add to that. I'm like, when we, we did become fast friends, but also I knew that you would be somebody so important to me. And um, I sought you out as my doctor because you were in fourth year. So you were yes. in yeah. So you were my doctor for a full year. <laughs> and then beyond that, I'd say you're still, you know, a very close friend, but also a mentor of mine. So Aww. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. You're so sweet. Thank you. I will receive that in full. That's a beautiful thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Thank you. And, you know, you've done a really good job of... For everyone listening that's not in naturopathic medicine, there can really be a lot of constraints around this profession. And Dr. Marissa has done a really good job of figuring out, well, what is the opportunity that I can do? What will work within naturopathic medicine, which has been really inspiring. So I'm excited to go on this journey together today because she spent a lot of time, and especially in tandem, um, she has a beautiful relationship with Dr. Andrew. And they spend a lot of time just figuring out naturopathic health and how to really live with the rhythms of nature. So um, this will be a real treat to just kind of talk about how can we get back to our roots. And I really believe you practice as a naturopathic doctor in a very authentic and true sense. I think in a way, sometimes the profession has really gone in the direction of like, take this micro supplement every day forever. And it's it's not sustainable. It's expensive and it doesn't work. So when we get back to the basic principles of good nutrition and good sleep, um, I think this is a really a true place where people can heal from. Yeah, I totally agree. And that is mm-hmm. my focus in my practice and with Dr. Andrew, as you mentioned. Yeah. We're all about building the strong foundation with the yeah. basics. Like you can't just out supplement you know, a poor sleep or a bad diet or, you know, lack of social connection. Um, Supplements have a time and place, absolutely. But overall, we need these other aspects uh, to come in as a foundation for the rest of the recommendations to stand on. 
Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. It's um, the foundations of health. That's the best word is sleep, movement, connection. Some of these really big things that have gone missing for a while. So yes, let's start by talking about what has happened to cause people to have poor sleep. Yeah, this is a huge question because there's so many different aspects. And overall, what it comes down to is this dysregulation of the circadian rhythm, in my opinion. Um, There's so many other aspects, but all of these can actually kind of play into this umbrella of the dysregulation Mm -hmm. of circadian rhythm. People are just so disconnected from the natural cycles in our environment. Um, We aren't getting the proper cues from the sun. We spend so much time indoors Mm -hmm. um, under artificial lighting. Um, in front of screens, uh, we're lacking that sun, we're lacking the fresh air, we're lacking physical activity during the day. Um, we're eating, you know, too late at night sometimes, or eating way too much sugar, processed foods, not enough whole foods. Um, and this can play into the disruption in circadian rhythm as well. Um, our body knows the time of day it is based on the sun. So when we're eating past daylight, the body is, is a little bit confused um, and this can play into it as well. And then sugar and sometimes caffeine too late as well. This can again stimulate our body again, then leading to our body not knowing what time it is. Um, there's also blue light. Blue light at night, um, it comes from artificial lighting and this can impact our circadian rhythm. There's also like this hustle culture that we live in that's... Yeah based on overstimulation and rewarding like the go, go, go mentality. It's increasing stress and the busyness of the mind. And it's overall causing this dysregulation of the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So even if we do everything else right and we try and go to bed, our body's still like, "Ah!" it's like sometimes it's the first time of the day that our bodies had an opportunity to be quiet. Yeah. And then everything comes to the surface. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I really love that point there about, you know, it's the first time in the day that we're actually settling and managing our stress. So then the body's almost like, I don't know what to do with myself. And then sometimes we'll feed that moment of, you know, what should just be quiet or turning inwards with almost an addiction to more stimulation. So scrolling or screens or sweets. Um, because we weren't managing our stress well in the day. So I love the point that you're making that good sleep and stress management starts the moment you wake up because you're, you almost have a bank for the day, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you, you're right. We, we lean into those distractions so much with, which leads to more stimulation. And, um, you know, we live in this world where we're afraid of our own darkness and we're afraid to, um, you know, or, or we're not comfortable with it, or it's just too overwhelming to face those things that come up at, uh, you know, when we are able to be quiet, which leads to distractions and um, overstimulation and this suspicious cycle that continues to perpetuate on itself. Yes. So here's the thing. People are, you know, making, most people listening to this are making slow changes to like have more optimal health. Let's say you're someone that's just had an insane week and you've just come down from like go 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 fast paced and you finally have a second to yourself and you have the temptation for like that immediate gratification how do you at least make a small action to kind of break that habit Mm -hmm. I'd say one of the first things um and are you talking about like reaching for your phone kind of thing 
any of the distractions. Okay. Yeah. I say one of the first things is bringing awareness to it. Um, you know, once we're able to actually bring awareness to this habit that we're doing, I first brought awareness to my, you know, addiction to my phone when I was actually watching like a movie that I was really enjoying and all of a sudden a scary part would come up or something like uncomfortable would happen or something like a cringe moment. Instinctively, I'm like reaching for my phone. Right. And I was like, wow, I'm distracting myself from this cringe or from this fear and using my phone as a crutch right now. And then from there, that awareness was so like, like clear that then I can look at it in more of the subtle aspects of where else am I doing this in my life? Right. So for me, number one is bringing awareness to it. Now that we're talking about it, when do you do this? Right. And then once you have that awareness run it, that's when we can really start to make a change. And I say using tools, like in that moment, when you're really reaching for something, maybe meditation or quieting your mind in that way, isn't the right tool because it's something that you're reaching for. That's such a big, big, you know, fear response that you're like, I can't just meditate through this. Maybe you need to physically move your body. Maybe you need to reach into like some deep breathing and move the energy, um, um, do something a little bit more, you know, physically involved. Maybe you need to go outside, go for a walk. Maybe you need to journal or talk to a friend or a family member, find the tool that works for you that can help you to address what's coming up for you as opposed to just stepping right into distraction mode. I love that. It's just, I one of my favorite yoga teachers said the difference between reaction and response is one breath. Mm, yeah. 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 Just that little gap that gives you yeah. an opportunity to in, in elicit change. It's like, and you know, sometimes for me, if I don't have the capacity to even make changes, what I'll do is I I laugh. I'll literally put my phone in my sock drawer mm-hmm. and then go down and play with the kids. Cause I know if it's close, I'll be like, oh, I should put a song on. But then the song leads me to a text, which leads me to an email. It's like the rabbit hole is so deep that I have to physically distance myself from my phone yeah um so yeah that's a really funny one that I did it's just put it in a drawer because that reteaches your brain a new way right yeah and out of sight out of mind sometimes too it's like as soon as you see it it's like oh just just gonna check it real quick or just gonna do that one little thing the other thing I found too is there's on iPhones at least I'm sure Androids have it too is the screen time lockout Yeah. And you can still bypass it. You can still go in if you need to, but that gives me that gap that I need to just like all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, how did I find myself in this app? You know, but having that screen time lockout, it's like, okay, I have the opportunity to just, just walk away as opposed to like yes. going into that black hole and getting sucked in. Yeah. Those are pretty cool tools that they're coming out with now to like help us with our own regulation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay. So let's, you know, for people who are new to this world, what is a circadian rhythm and what is blue light and how are they connected? So circadian rhythms are our 24 hour biological clock. It's also known as our sleep wake cycle. And as we've already alluded to in order to sleep well, we also need to pay attention to how we spend our time when we're awake. So these two play into each other, like yin and yang, they're two complements of the same thing. Um, so we need the proper signals from the sun in order to tell our body what time it is. So in the morning, actually, when you go outside, you get the appropriate wavelengths of light to actually produce melatonin, which doesn't get released until the evening. So we need to spend our day being immersed by the sun and by nature in order to actually have a good sleep later on. And during the day, the spectrum of the light actually, or of the sun, sorry, travels through the, the sky and the, the spectrum shifts when our cortisol response starts high in the day to give us that 
feeling of awake. And over the course of the day, it slowly decreases. Right. And cortisol is a demonized hormone because it's our stress hormone. That's what a lot of people know it as. But it's also the hormone that we need to feel awake during the day. Yeah. But as with anything, too much isn't a good thing either, right? So it needs right. to be balanced. But then in the evening, when cortisol starts to go down with the proper darkness cues from the sun goes down, yeah. our body can then switch over from high cortisol. Cortisol goes down, melatonin mm. starts to come up, our sleep hormone. I love right. that. That's a beautiful description. So it explains like why we need to see the sun on rising to like give the cue and be outside, right? And then to the reverse, when you're on your phone or the TV in the evening, everything starts to get confused. <laughs> yeah, your body's like, oh, it's still day. Okay, let's continue with this cortisol ride, which in a lot of people, like yeah. we already have a high cortisol response with the stress the mm -hmm. stress in our lives, right? We really need that balance of the, the cortisol going down, the melatonin going up in order to, to regulate that, that high cortisol response that we typically feel during the day. So adding more screens and whatnot in the evening is actually quite detrimental because of that then prolonged cortisol um, release response. Okay. Yeah. That's a beautiful description. So, you know, if you're new to science here, the main takeaway is morning, look outside at the sun, got outside, <laughs> make sure you're seeing the sun yeah. and then be very mindful at night of your exposure. So that's like a little bit of the scientific background. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure people can feel like intuitively the screens are not helping. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of awareness, there is a lot of awareness coming up now around it. Um, yeah. uh, there's a lot more talk around it. And even again, with more awareness then comes your yeah. own reflections that you can then take into your everyday life and be like, huh, yeah, this actually doesn't feel good. This actually feels more draining than it does uh, nutritive. Yeah. Um, and then whenever I'm explaining circadian rhythm, um, actually my partner, Dr. Andrew came up with this example. So shout out to him is this, this example of like an orchestra. So all of our cells, all of our organ systems are functioning together like an orchestra. And when they're well-coordinated by the conductor, mm -hmm. our circadian rhythm, you have a masterpiece, yeah. right? They're all playing in the right tune. They're all playing, you know, in, in the right air, um, way that they are supposed to. And each one isn't playing all at the same time, you know? And there's a time and place for each organ system or a cellular function to be strong. And then there's a time and place for another organ function to kind of come up into play there. For instance, like during the days when digestion should be our, our strongest, when the sun is up, our digestion is the strongest. But then after we go to sleep, digestion function goes down and the liver function increases. This is where we can have a good detoxification and lymphatic drainage. Um, so this, this conductor, a circadian rhythm is really orchestrating to our body when certain functions should be primary in our in our system yeah um and this is all there's 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 a lot of things that control circadian rhythm but primarily light this is a huge one is light yeah. uh, there's other factors like food timing exercise timing but light is so important and that's when we talk about blue light and this is where some confusion comes around blue light is actually there's there's two sources of blue light one is um, natural from the sun yeah as i said like it, it's it that's what helps our, our cortisol response right because the sun actually emits blue light but the sun is well balanced from the other spectrum of light like the the colors of the rainbow the roy du biv <laughs> um, so it so this it's a well-balanced response but there is blue light in the sun helping us to okay. be awake 
And then in artificial light, that's the other aspect that gives off blue light. This is more of an isolated spike of blue light. It's not well balanced. Um, so that's why it's actually quite stressful on the body. Um, and it's in a high, high spectrum. Okay. okay. And then where it gets difficult is that when the sun goes down, we turn on all of our artificial lights. So um, LEDs, screens, you know, any artificial lighting in our home, that's not a candle pretty much, this emits blue light. So you're just confusing your body. It, body doesn't know what time of the day it is because the sun goes down, turn on all the lights, turn on all the screens, all of a sudden in your house, it's still daytime to your body. So how are you supposed to get that melatonin release when your body thinks it's daytime? Yeah, that is a super powerful visual, right? To kind of know that every decision we're making, the whole body is going to feel it. And, you know, I've been focusing a lot on light and I'm glad you brought back to my awareness the impact of food even, because I think a lot of us, when we've had a long day and we need a hot minute to ourselves, sometimes it's like sitting with some food, like at 8, 9 p.m. can feel so relaxing, Mm -hmm. but then that might kickstart the digestion, which impedes sleep. So it's just, it's not wrong. It's just something to consider if you're really struggling with sleep, right? Absolutely. And you need to also consider, is this a habit? Is this a comfort? Or is this truly something I need? Because going to sleep hungry is actually detrimental to sleep as well. It's like this sweet, sweet balance that you need to kind of figure out either on your own with your own, you know, intel and, and doing some reflective exercises or with a naturopathic doctor. Did you have enough protein that day? Did you eat enough that day? You know, is this a stress response that you're reaching for something on the couch at night? Um, is it always just sweets or is it something more nutritive? So there's, there's, it's right. not so black and white, but yeah, overall, we really don't want to be digesting late at night. It does impede on sleep. So, and there are foods too that would actually promote sleep, right? Like something coming to mind for me is cherries. Is that true? Cherry? Yeah, and yeah you're absolutely right. There's... Um, research done on tart cherry juice that actually it contains the precursor to melatonin um, as well as some melatonin, which is super interesting. So, um, and then it also has some simple sugars in there that are quick and easy to digest that are not processed. So if you are a little bit, you know, if if you're undernourished that day, um, Mm -hmm. because if going to sleep hungry is, is not a good thing either, it can actually give your body a little bit of those simple sugars as well to help your body to kind of uh, wind down and, and, and get into a good sleep too. Mm, that's awesome. I don't think I have read that. That's really cool. And I know intuitively, I don't know about you, but something else that feels like just enough is if I do like a small handful of pumpkin seeds, you know, mm-hmm. just enough, but like not, you know, if you eat a bag of Cheetos, your liver and your gallbladder are going to be like, help. Yeah. Overwhelm. <laughs> Red <Right> alert. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the intuitive nature to that. Like there doesn't yeah. always have to be research for things because if it feels good in your body, that is true for you. So keep I agree. With that. Yeah. And you and I are really similar in that regard. It's like we really try and meet the balance of research and intuition, right? Because that's yes. where a lot of magic rests. Yes. Um, and so, okay, let's help people to see, because for us, it's very common knowledge, but what are actually some of the body impacts of not sleeping well? Because I think for the average person, it's kind of like you didn't sleep while you wake up. You're like, I feel like shit. And yes. It's, you know, you don't feel good, but sometimes it can be helpful to know a few examples of what low sleep is actually doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you know, intuitively that you don't feel good. Um, sleep deprivation is actually a form of torture. 
So, um, and anyone who's struggled with insomnia, I can absolutely agree with this. And I'm sure it is, um, yeah, our body needs it, needs it. Again, it's very foundational. Um, it has a huge mental and physical impact, but it also can actually dysregulate the nervous system, leading to an impaired ability to concentrate, mood fluctuations, your fuse might be a little shorter, so you get stressed or angry easier. Um, and, and this is all from actually the nervous system being dysregulated. Um, you're actually more prone to getting sick as well. Your immune yes. system isn't functioning at its best. You're you're more prone to accidents like clumsiness or just because I guess the, the mind isn't as sharp as it, as it usually is. The accidents can actually come a little bit easier. Um, circadian rhythm has a huge impact on digestion. So actually your hunger levels may be off. You actually may feel like hungry at the wrong times, um, or really hungry for sugary sweets because your body's craving that quick fuel, like give me something and give it to me now. Cause I have no energy. So I'm going to reach for the sugar yes. in order to actually give me the fuel that I need to get through this day. Yes. Um, so this blood sugar regulation, there's research saying that this can lead to actual diabetes, of course, wow. blood sugar is being dysregulated, cardiovascular disease, your hormones may be way off, of everything, course, <laughs> everything, honestly, it impacts everything. That's why it's so foundational. I've been scheming up something new for you with my friend and professional marketing coach, Kelsey Rydell. Your 2023 business leap is the highly anticipated program created by Kelsey Rydell, top-rated marketing coach, and Emily Elliott, professional mindset coach. It has had such a smashing success in round one that we will be offering cohort two in May 2023. Your 2023 business leap is the most practical and effective way to get your small business amplified and earning in 2023 and beyond. Kelsey and Emily have worked with thousands of women. And now you can get 12 weeks of access to both of them alongside a group of Libras. But don't sign up yet. First, I want to make sure that you're ready to master your entrepreneurial mindset and figure out a foolproof marketing strategy to connect you with unlimited clients in just 90 days. Take big leaps in your personal goals and professional goals. Yep, they're correlated. Through working to dissolve mindset blocks and holding you back. Use the language that attracts success and map out your goals alongside other big dreamers. Get step-by-step guidance for writing a marketing plan for your unique business, including how to convert clients on social media, how to build a simple sales funnel that converts, how to leverage Google and SEO to get more leads for your website, and how to identify trending topics in your industry. When you're surrounded by entrepreneurs just like you who are ready to 2x, 5x, or 10x their business, you will feel the power of community, support, and momentum. Your 2023 leap is going to save you time, energy, and money. This program is especially designed for nutritionists, naturopaths, personal trainers, energy workers, and other holistic practitioners and artists who are ready to generate big impact and create time, money, freedom. So don't wait a minute longer. Your 2023 leap is for 30 individuals who are ready to step in to something big and beautiful. Learn more at Kelsey 
rydal.com slash 2023 and check out the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it like helps people to see, you know, sometimes like, okay, we want to pick fun over sleep again, but it's like, is it really worth it? You know, I think we have to go for in life, like the 80, 20 rule, but we actually really need our sleep. Um, and so this is something cool that you've created. So I'll give people a bit of context here. So even for me, like, you know, I am not going to turn off my whole phone work, whatever, um, one tree hill episode at 8 PM. I'm just not going to do it every night. Um, and go and light my candle and sit in the dark and meditate and do the all of these things. Just it's not my world right now. Yeah. Maybe one day when I live on Fiji with like, you know, a different lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> but right now it's not gonna happen. So you developed this really cool, I'm gonna call it an intermediary tool when you're not ready to shut your life off and go with the candle and meditate in the dark for three hours. So tell um people about the glasses. Like what are they doing? Yeah, so we developed um, a product called Natural Blocks, and they're blue light blocking glasses. But the, the reason we developed them is because a lot of people, you know, we would say, okay, you know, do all this. And just like you said, people would come back and be like, eh, no, I can't. <laughs> so that's when we have to meet people where they're at and be like, okay, well, let's get you on some, uh, getting some blue light blocking glasses. So then whenever we recommend a product, we want to make sure it's the best one out there. So we start doing research. There's nothing in Canada that, is actually good quality. Um, the ones on Amazon, they're clear. That means that they do next to nothing. The, the term blue light blocking glasses is not a regulated term. So anybody can put something out there and say that it's doing something Ooh. when it's not. So the, <laughs> I know, so frustrating. So we put the research out there and, and we, we spent a year coming up with product these two products that one is a daylight uh, uh, blocking glasses and it has a little bit of a tint to it. But it actually uh, blocks 88% of the most harmful rays of the blue light spectrum, um, which if you're working in an office building or if you're on a screen all day um, and you're not, you know, just totally overstimulated by artificial light, these are incredible um, because they actually help with the eye fatigue. They help with like that eye strain situation. Um, and then so we cool. have to, Yeah, they, they are. They're incredible. We get yes. such good feedback on them too. I love um, them. Yeah, you have a beautiful pair too. And then we have an evening pair of glasses too. And they're red, they're red lenses, which blocks out 100% of blue light and 100% of uh, green light as well. So this is the, these are the spectrums of light that actually um, stimulate our body to produce cortisol. So those ones are a good option too. Um, if you are unable to turn off the screens and the lights at home, not everyone's able to. So then we just, they're, they're incredible glasses. So and again, awesome. we received such good feedback on them and you have a pair of each of them. So yeah, no, they're so amazing. I absolutely love them. They do make a huge difference. And like Marissa said, like my phone might be on red, but my TV cannot be on red, right? So yes. um even just the other environmental factors, like my partner's phone is not on red. So if he's mm-hmm. flashing me photos, I'm like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so that's so stimulating. Yeah, yeah, my melatonin. <laughs> Actually, I did have a friend. She's really funny. Say, we just got in a fight over him flashing me blue light, and my melatonin's mad. I'm like, <laughs> only in the holistic world. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so, what other environmental factors can help improve our sleep? So, we have our glasses on. 
Um, we've talked about the dark. What else can we do in our room or our home to help optimize sleep? Yeah. So um, I, I would say um, create the sanctuary where you sleep. Like your bedroom should be your sleep sanctuary. And one of the things, there's, there's a few different elements to the sanctuary. One of them would be temperature. Okay. So making sure that you um, are sleeping in a temperature that's cool enough that your body can actually downregulate when it's sleeping. Um, a lot of the patients I talk to when I ask them what temperature they sleep at, it's between 23 and 24, like a summer's evening. And <laughs> they either consciously wake feeling hot or they're not able to get into as deep of a sleep as they'd like to, whether consciously or not, their daytime energy is low. Um, so I'd say bringing that temperature down to between 16 and 20 degrees Celsius, which seems super low for some people, but try it, have an extra blanket blanket nearby just in case you're not used to it mm-hmm. but it really helps you to get into a deeper sleep when when you're in a, a, a cooler environment at night okay brilliant so we have a change in temperature and you know what's so funny about science and medicine and I always said this to my patients too is so much of this is really intuition like we know mm-hmm. we all like the cold pillow and and then we get busy with our life and we forget we're our intuitions dialed off. Mm-hmm. So um, I love episodes like this that are reminders, like, is your room cool, right? Mm-hmm. Is your room dark? Um, I know certain people really love like their lavender essential oil and there's other basic pieces. Um, you know, it's such a funny energetic one for me because you and I are both so energetic in our work. Um, I couldn't have my work in the room. If I looked yes. around and I saw like a pile of work or a to-do list, it would activate the stress system. So that's also something to be cognizant of because it's so yummy to work in our beds. We all love it. But even if you're going to do that, just make sure you take the pile, go put it somewhere else in a box, in a bin um, and leave it for tomorrow because the brain's always scanning, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm a huge believer that energy lingers. So um, that's another environmental factor is actually just like bed comfort and the comfort of your sanctuary. So, um, you know, protecting the energy in your room and in your bed, only using it for sleep or sex, but no work, no yes. stressful conversations, you know, no phone calls, no, no, you know, replying to Twitter angry, <laughs> like these this type of energy lingers. Yeah. So you really want to have like this, this comfort, this like cozy, you know, you can even invest in like a, a bed topper or cozier sheets, like make it inviting, but also the energy there is like, mm, this is where I sleep, you know? Um, so the yeah. energy is, is so important. Um, yeah. Nice. And the other thing too, is like noises in your environment. Um, if you live in a busy city, yeah closing the windows and making sure that no noise is coming in because that can actually kind of stimulate you as well. Um, Or noises from your spouse. I hear this often that, yes, I'm doing all these recommendations, but my husband, he can't sleep. So he puts on an episode of whatever and it wakes me up. So, you know, maybe it's as simple as here's some headphones, you know, please use them. Um, Or when you get up earlier than me, please, you know, don't flick on the lights. Please try to be quiet. It it can be as simple as that conversation because sometimes Mm -hmm. that awareness isn't there. Um, Or snoring, right? Like, and that's what naturopaths can help with a lot. If you or your partner is snoring and help in waking you, there's research now on mouth tape um, to help with snoring or seeing that indeed help you to optimize if you have to lose weight. Um, these are important factors too. And then also there's like electronic distractions. So there's the buzzing and some people leave their phones on (laughs) and even if they're they're it's on quiet and it's buzzing, 
it wakes you up. Like we're in tune with the, these types of things. So as soon as our electronics go off, our body wakes up to some capacity, even if you're not fully totally. waking up. So making sure that those are off. And sorry, I have so much to say. I can I'm just going to say what's <laughs> coming to mind is lovers and sleep, of course created by Andrew, Dr. Andrew and Dr. Marissa. <laughs> I love it. I love Lovers it. Lovers in the bedroom, but it's yeah. not even about intimacy. It's about when you do the sound and this, and you come into bed, like it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I love you, but this is where we need to work. <laughs> you know, this is kind of a random personal story, but it just, it came to me when you um, were talking and I clearly am just a big sharer. I'm pretty open. So we had a mattress for a number of years, like seven years. And um, I mean, it wasn't organic anyway. So I was already on my way to try and like switch to one that doesn't have flame retardants on it. Mm-hmm. And just to, I didn't have good boundaries on that mattress and a lot of crazy, like whatever, an argument or taking my naturopathic board exam content in there. Um And, um, I had a miscarriage experience where I like didn't leave that bed. And when I got the new mattress, eventually without the flame retardants organic, that was actually in January. I was like, Oh my goodness. There's so much new energy in here. And then me being me, I just went down a rabbit hole of energy, um, thoughts on that. And apparently in some cultures, like you shouldn't even invite anyone to be on your mattress other than you and your partner, because it can create energetic imprints so but you're you're on to something there yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's so interesting too when you can feel it because it's one thing to to talk about it or to say it but when you can actually feel it and feel the difference that you know and getting a whole new mattress can actually do for your your energy especially while you sleep like that's a game changer so it's so fascinating yeah. um so, you know, in NLP and mindset and success embodiment, which is a lot of the work that I do, um, we really like to focus on the positives. So um, rather than saying, I need to sleep so I don't feel tired, hormonal, bitchy, whatever, we like to say, I will have amazing sleep for optimal energy, mood. Um, so is there any other words that come to mind to help people manifest great sleep? What What is a sentence we can put together for why great sleep is going to help improve everything? Mm-hmm. My big thing with my patients is self-empowerment. And I feel like I, I, I when you're self-empowered, you have these realizations or these connections that um, or all of a sudden you listen to a podcast that, that, you know, invites this type of um, a thought process in your head. Um, so, so it's not even manifesting one specific thing, but for me, it's like, I, I am having a great sleep so I can be the best version of myself. Right. And inviting in whatever that comes along with that. I'm having great sleep so I can be my most empowered self as yeah. I wake up and move into my next day. And I can be led by my intuition because when you're tired, it's really hard to be led um, by your intuition or to be in that self-empowered state. Yes. So it's like the physical body, the energetic body, the mind, the heart, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to live in service when we're just barely scraping by, right? Yes. Yeah. And talk about energy, like depending on the role that you are leading, that's palpable. When you're showing up tired or just not your best self, that is palpable even, you know, as a mom. That's possible mm-hmm. by by your kids. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's um. I should totally caveat this episode for people who are parents that 
my husband and I are not even getting amazing sleep right now, but when the time comes, we'll be ready again. Mm. And I'm doing little intermediate stuff to try and stay really sharp. Like, and we always laugh about this, but sometimes I'll, will, you know, rather than go do a crazy experience right now, I'll take a nap. Like that's actually the most invigorating thing I can do. And there are really subtle ways to help the physical body, like breath work. And um, I always say in the group program that Kelsey and I lead, I'm like, when I'm tired, but I show up lit, I'm like, I just jumped on my trampoline. Like that is a way I can really get my blood flowing. So that's just a caveat for people that are in a tough season of life. If they're caregiving for a grandparent, a parent, or a, a, a child, And then also knowing that knowledge is power. You know, once your child starts sleeping through the night, are you still, you know, eating the Cheetos at night? Or are you like, okay, I shall have my cherries and put on my blue light blockers. Like you, now you'll have it in your arsenal, right? (laughs) Right. And actually something I learned from you too is inviting in the new every single day. And and you, you, you ingrained that in me. And I think that, you know, a lot of parents going through this um, phase of the life that you're going through invite every day and welcome in every day with the opportunity to be new, with the opportunity to start again or to to start implementing these types of habits, even just choosing one of them, you know, and seeing where it leads or introducing these things to your kids too, because this has a profound impact on kids as well in the way that they're able to sleep. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But yeah, we can get stuck in things, especially when it's been going on for months or years and it feels like it's never going to end. But if every day we invite in the opportunity that maybe today we can start to implement something like this and it will actually totally. help me in some way, that could be a positive. Yeah, I love it. And even just micro versions, maybe it's just the food change or just the blue. You know, I, I really find with people when you have a small win, the wind snowball and the biggest obstacle for success is getting started. Yes. So it's like commit to one thing and maybe you'll feel 23% better. Yeah. And then you're going to feel 23% better. So you did the glasses last night. So you're going to do the cherries tonight. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you see how good you feel. So you'll swap with your partner and say, Hey, you cover this night so I can top up. I'll get the, you know, you can start to get more creative. So I love that you circled that back. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Dr. Marissa was one of the absolutely um, so cherished members of our recent LEAP program. She was in our program. So she's kind of, I love that she's um, offering me back mindset stuff, I said, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I said that. That's great. (laughs) So insightful. Yeah, that that program is, it was really, really great. And and I remember you saying multiple Wednesdays, you're like, Wednesdays are my big days. And it's like the kids know that on Tuesday. Yes. They don't allow you to sleep, but you would show up like you're you're true to your best self. So you have some really incredible tools and and making a huge different uh, impact on the group of girls that were in the in the LEAP program. And we are also grateful for you, like the last class. We're all crying and loving each other. It was such a great program. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it, it is actually another pillar of health. If you don't have a group of people in whatever way that looks like, whether it's a soil club or a bird watching club or a business women's mastermind, reach out because, you know, when we're lonely, there's cortisol changes, the stress hormone, which affects sleep. There's inflammation. There's a lot that goes on. And I I will say with confidence that loneliness is the new smoking. It's like people friggin' need connection. So um, that might be a reflection point if you're listening today. Do you have connection? 
in a way that's meaningful. If you're a business owner, please find connection. Like it, it is an absolute game changer. If, you know, maybe you don't own a business, but you're really passionate about something in nature, find a nature club, a volleyball club. This is a portal to health. So thanks for bringing that full circle because that was a really important point to make. Um, And then I I know this is going to come up because people just love this. So um, just as a little extra treat for the episode, what is your favorite herb for help supporting sleep? I'm going to pick one. <laughs> okay, one or two. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say one of the ones I often start with is chamomile because a lot of people already have it in their cupboard. Yes. It's one of those things that's like, it's easy. Let's start it now. You already have it. Let's just start. And you can make it as a tea. Uh, it doesn't feel like another like thing that you're taking because it's a yes. tea, it's like a dietary thing. So I really do like that because it's very nourishing to the nervous system. And often that is a, the for a lot of people a main cause for why they can't sleep is because our nervous system is just buzzing. Yeah. Um, when you can't take a tea, because a lot of people do feel like they pee a lot during the night, which is very fair. Um, I really like valerian and passion flower as a mix Ooh, um, in a tincture. Yeah. Um, so tincture is more of like an alcohol extract. Yeah. Um, and then this isn't like a big dose of tea. It's more of a, a few drops of uh, a tincture so um it's it's but it's still very potent and it really helps again your nervous system to wind down your your muscles to to relax um and yeah and I also really like ashwagandha and L-theanine as a mix L-theanine isn't an herb it's, it's more of a nutrient but this mix is really really great too for grounding and then this one would be more of a capsule because ashwagandha does not taste so great right so, right right so then you're kind of like ashwagandha you're playing on the more like stress hormones and then the chamomile is more on the nerves mm-hmm. um yeah that i love that heather's and you know this is really why it's so valuable to see a naturopath right mm-hmm. because dr marissa would be able to help you like delineate you know for you it's more cortisol picture for you i think it's your anxiety um for other people maybe they're low in magnesium or um like she can help you get to the bottom of it so yeah, that's or just if, a snapshot, but better to see a naturopath. <laughs> yeah, or if or if menopause is part of the picture, then you know uh, these herbs might help, but they're not going to get to the root. So then you have to go a different, different, different way. So there's there's it's so individualized, but yes, no, it's um, medicine is so individualized, and you know sometimes people would come in to me when I was practicing with good intention, and they'd put down twenty supplements, and they were not the right dose, not the right supplement not a very good brand. And I'm looking here and I'm like, okay, this person with a good intention just dropped 600 bucks and there's no progress. So, you know, sometimes it can be for some people to make the mental leap, oh, I'm going to pay for health support. But if you're doing it yourself and you're getting it wrong, you've probably already spent four times what you'd spend on a naturopath. So I really like to drive that point home. Um, And if you are looking for a naturopath, I just think Dr. Marissa's got all the heart and all the knowledge. And I just totally say, check her out online. Um, her and her partner run, as we talked about the naturopathic clinic, I believe it's on water even, but you can do virtual. Yes. Um, so yeah, check them out. And let's finish today with the question I ask everybody. Dr. Marissa, what do you believe makes somebody magnetic? I love that you already... Um, complimented me at the beginning of this episode, calling saying that I I felt authentic, 
And that is actually my answer to what makes someone magnetic is authenticity. So I love that we're kind of bringing it back at the very end because I find that when I'm able to show up around the people or situations that I can be my truest, most, most authentic and as you would say, my most shiny self, um, I feel so damn magnetic. And the more I'm able to be in that state and the more I'm able to kind of like live into that, I'm finding now that I'm able to practice carrying it forward into the, into the situations that I'm not as comfortable. Yeah. I can kind of lean into a little bit more of that authenticity because I've been, you know, I know what that feels like and I can tap into that. And the more I'm able to do that, the more magnetic I feel, the more like opportunities just flow my way or our yeah. conversations just flow easier. And um, yeah, I'd say authenticity is, is the root of that. And mm-hmm. of course, like I can be my most authentic self when I sleep well. So um, I think it really does tie into sleep um, even I still because that. yeah, being rooted in, in your sleep and then you can really wake up and be your best self. I love that. As you spoke, I just kind of got this image because I have seen you fully expressed. It's like, these like colors and vibrancy and smiles and sparkles and play, right? When you like feel aligned. And then I've seen us at an academic situation where we did not feel ourselves. And I just kind of got this image of like a gloomy green swamp once they're like covered in seaweed and crying. And it's like, you know, when you are in this spaces where you feel expressed and joyful and, you know, really yourself, you will sparkle, you will shine. So yeah, I love that answer. Thank you for being here. You've shared such a wealth of information. And um, I guess we'll just wish everyone listening sweet dreams and a beautiful sleep tonight. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yes, I hope everyone sleeps very well after this episode. Choose like one to three things that you can start with and just start implementing and just see the magic of um, what that does for your sleep. To everyone listening, thanks for being here and we'll see you in the next one.